Hey, what's up? This is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to episode 322 of the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. This one's a great one. It's with John Shelton Reed. I spoke with him many years ago about North Carolina barbecue, and this one is specifically about On Barbecue, his uh, new book that came out this year. It's a collection of essays and pieces that he had written, as well as a couple really, really unique recipes in the back. It's great. It's something that you can pick up either at the University of Tennessee Press or one of the big places, but try to get it at a local bookstore. It's nice because you could jump into it, leave, jump back, great for trips, great for plane flights, just if you want to read something and learn something. He is one of the most knowledgeable people about the South and about barbecue, and it's a joy to listen to him, and I know you're going to love it. I feel, and I mentioned this, I think, at the end of the interview, I feel smarter talking to him. You just, you, you glean so much information and he knows so much and he was a professor, so he has that mindset. And I'm just honored that he would take the time to share not only about this book, but anecdotes. And it's, it's a conversation, I think, that you'll really glean a lot of insight into his belief about North Carolina barbecue and what he thinks about different styles of barbecue traveling across the United States. That's very unique. And I totally understand it, and I appreciate it. So I can get into the weeds of this in the intro, but essentially, on barbecue, it's available everywhere. He also has a number of books. He's written 22 books, 23 maybe now with this one. One of the other books that I do have of his is Holy Smoke, the big book of North Carolina barbecue, which is just incredible. He's a treasure. He's a great barbecue mind, and I can't thank John enough for taking the time. If you're enjoying these, please subscribe. That way you don't miss out. You can subscribe either on the podcast side or the YouTube side. I have a website at kevinsbbqjoints.com. But at the end, stay safe, and please, please visit your local barbecue joint. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good, Kevin. Yeah, we've been working on this for a little while, and as, as things go, it takes some time. But I, I'm glad we finally have a chance to sit down to talk. And, and like I had said, we, I have a copy of your new book. It's relatively new. It came out, what, six months ago? Is that? Uh, yeah, yeah, during the summer. During June, the summer. Uh, June, it's a... It feels like a yeah. It's hard to believe that it's almost the year. The year seems like it'll be over before we know it. It's yeah. time seems to be flying by a weird, yeah. <laughs> a weird pace. How are you doing? How have things been for you? Been real good, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, uh, my wife and I did a uh, eighty-five hundred mile six-week road trip to California from North Carolina by way of Maine. <laughs> wow, <laughs> we hit the sweet spot back in the summer when. You know, everybody, everything was opening up before it closed back down again, and uh, had a wonderful time. We went out by way of South Dakota and Utah, came back by Arizona, New Mexico, ate some barbecue along the way. Yeah, that's that's a great trip. I did when I turned nineteen with a couple of friends. We drove from California and all the way up north and dotted through Canada, but all, oh, but made it all the way to Maine, and that was we felt like we had made it when we got to Maine because I felt oh. like. If you get back to Maine, some of the best barbecue I had on that trip was in Portland, Maine, believe it or not. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I had a friend up there. and we were, I told him we were coming. He said, oh, you got to try this barbecue place. I said, no, come on, man. I don't go to Maine to eat barbecue. <laughs> not many do. <laughs> Bring on the lobster rolls. But uh, he took us to this place. It's called Wilson County Barbecue, and it's a guy from Wilson County, North Carolina. Oh, okay. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, you ought to get him on your show. Uh, he's, you know, he's doing everything right. He's cooking whole hogs over wood. You know, he's doing ribs and chicken and stuff for New Englanders that aren't quite up to whole Yeah, hogs. of course. You have to include <laughs> that. <It's laughs> got a wonderful selection of craft beers. I mean, it, it's a high-end place, but 
it's not fancy. It's just, uh, you know, got a fancy menu kind of, but all his sides are great. And uh, wow, no, he, he's a nice guy. So. That's really, really nice. Wilson County. I, I'm not familiar with Wilson County. How, where exactly is Wilson County? In well, the town of Wilson. <laughs> it's uh, east of Raleigh. It's the heart of okay. whole hog country, but well, we'll get to that if we want to talk about North Carolina barbecue. For this sure. This is better than anything. What you get in Portland, Maine is better than anything you get in Wilson these days. So. Wow. I think that there is a place called Terra Lingua. Is that, uh, I think there's, and they're, but they're more Central Texas style barbecue, I think. Yeah. That's, that's, an inv- that's an invasive species around it here. Is. <laughs> yeah, it's like kudzu. Is that what the. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, let me be clear. I've got a daughter and a son in law and a granddaughter in Austin. And mm-hmm. when I go to Austin, I love to eat Texas barbecue. I, I just uh, unhappy to see it displacing North Carolina barbecue. Yeah, around. I know it's and that that's that is interesting. I didn't think of it that way. The fact that it, that North Carolina barbecue was something that was pervasive and that was spreading across the United States. Yeah, in in a, in a strange form. It wasn't the form that that we'll be discussing during this interview, but it's it has and now yeah, Texas Central Tech. I wonder what's next. Yeah, actually, I'm told that in, in Texas now, though, some of the barbecue people are starting to cook North Carolina style, you know, whole hogs. Mm-hmm. And, and I trust my Texas friends will view that as an invasive species. And one of the things you get from this book is I really like the idea that barbecue is different from place to place. You know, mm-hmm. I think bar- barbecue is one of those things that push the there there that makes Kansas City, Kansas City and Memphis, Memphis and Austin, Austin is distinctive barbecue style so i hate to see them flattened and level that is that too is interesting yeah yeah i noticed that when reading the book but i also they thinking about it more so right now that is that is what makes it special is that you go somewhere and have their specific style and then when it blends in it it does like certain styles of north carolina barbecue has changed because people moved and then they open up their own spot and yeah. changed it but it's and you know a lot of some of these folks coming off the competition circuit and that's you know that's kansas city <laughs> uh mm-hmm. barbecue uh the cooking you know ribs didn't count as barbecue around here until recently uh you know, yeah, yeah. You wanted ribs you went to a rib joint you know you go to a barbecue joint you're going to get barbecue and that does not mean that means uh chopped pork you know definitely well, let's, but, let's, let's talk a little bit about whole hog. Let's go into whole hog and then let's talk about the premise of the book and, and, and okay, sure. putting it, to, but with whole hog, why, why do you think it's, and I, I think I discussed it recently with someone too, just off camera about why whole hog is so difficult and why it's still like, even though, like you said, places, some places in Texas are doing it and I know some other places are trying it like a one-off, but why yeah. is it so difficult? Why is it not, well, why is it dying away? One thing you need to be clear about whole hog and what they do in eastern north carolina is that that's what people were doing everywhere not necessarily hogs but you know <laughs> cooking meat over over coals and serving it with this vinegar and pepper and salt sauce and mm-hmm. not much else and what's happened is that other places have diverged eastern north carolina they, they've, they've kept to this uh, old-fashioned way but i admire them and one of the things i admire about them is it is so hard to cook uh, uh, you need to get the, you know, you want to cook the shoulders and hams without without burning the tenderloin and, uh, yeah. and ribs, you know, and you have to adjust the coals just so to cook the thick parts faster than the thin parts. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's a real test of, of a pitmaster's skill. 
Daniel Vaughn at Texas Monthly and I had an exchange a while back. He suggested that brisket was the real test of, of whether somebody knew what he was doing. And I said, Daniel, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I cook brisket, you know. Yeah, yeah. I only cook whole hog if I got a couple of people to help and one of them knows what he's doing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think that the it's a it's a it's a whole it's a whole different animal to so to speak it's it's definitely yeah. and it's it kind of reminds me of how during thanksgiving how when people are cooking turkeys and people like get that get, try to keep the the white meat moist and the, oh, and yeah. the dark meat like it's but it's but this is it it take it, it also just takes strength and fortitude and patience and oh, it, yeah. doing it again and again and again and the no, quantities that you I, I just dumbstruck with admiration folks that do it day after day after mm-hmm. day. Uh, you know, they, they probably think it's matter of fact, but it ain't. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in which like, so pl- which places I have recently a couple places to close down. Like I will not close down, but um, Buxton hall. Yeah. Uh, they, Buxton hall, that's an interesting story. Cause they were, I've got some stuff in the book about the mountains, of North Carolina, which yeah. is, a strange place because they didn't really have a barbecue tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're getting a lot of barbecue restaurants now that are working outside of any recognizable tradition. Yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe, yeah. maybe creating their own tradition. That's mm-hmm. what uh, I think they're doing. Anyway, Buxton Hall was one of these places, and uh, they were cooking whole hogs, Eastern Carolina whole hogs. I mean, they <laughs> brought this tradition a couple hundred miles, three hundred miles to the west. Yeah, exactly. And they, they were doing a great job of it. I mean. Uh, We'll talk about the campaign for real barbecue in a little while. We certified them straight off the back. Yeah. We're doing exactly right. But uh, <laughs> they, I forget how many dozen calls they had to the fire department. They kept setting their roof on fire, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, they, I don't know if it was the fire department or the insurance company or just their own common sense. They said, well, we kind of that changed something. Yeah. So now they're cooking, you uh, know, uh, shoulders in, in an offset cooker you know they were cooking whole hogs inside the restaurant I mean, mm-hmm. an old roller skating rink and often one side of it uh was the, the kitchen and the smokers and you could stand and watch them yeah I'm, i remember hearing i think from uh from ryan, uh, ryan was telling me how uh, from barbecue tourists he was talking about how beautiful it was and how the drippings would come down and they'd put pans okay. underneath the drippings and yeah the best brussels sprouts i ever had yeah. were, cooked, were cooked underneath the hog and <laughs> tripped on them <laughs> but, but, but i think it was also too i think it was something to do with uh the supply like it was hard this the pandemic made it difficult for the hog suppliers too because they didn't know what numbers yeah that, that may well be uh incidentally there is another new place uh new whole hog place in durham called picnic and they're still cooking their their cookers are outside so they're not setting anything on fire again it's it's uh not your traditional barbecue joint that you know somebody's name on it and uh, uh they've been doing it for 50 years or something like that uh it's a young guy who's a law school graduate as a matter of fact went to unc uh wyatt dixon and he decided he'd rather cook hogs than practice law who could blame him so he opened this place he ordered some custom smokers that came in on a truck and beautiful things to look at and uh he, he's cooking every day whole hog in durham north carolina again it, it like Buxton Hall, like Wilson County Barbecue in Portland, they're charging what it's worth. I mean, one of the yeah. things that amazes me about the old-timey places is 
you can go to Stamey's in Greensboro and get a wonderful <laughs> chopped pork sandwich for three dollars and twenty five cents. I mean, that's uh, less than a big, big Mac, and somebody's been up all night cooking that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, so I, I think they should raise their prices, uh, but not so much that it. Again, this is all repeating stuff I wrote in the book, but not so much that it. Uh, keeps all kinds of people from going there. One of the good things about the old timey barbecue places was you got everybody there. You need, you, you got lawyers, you got uh, mm-hmm. construction workers, you, you got teachers, you got uh, cops, uh, all kinds of people went and ate these $3.25 yeah. barbecue sandwich and, and mixed and mingled. You don't find too many settings anymore where that's true. Mm-mm. It's always been true with barbecue though, even in the uh, 1700s and 1800s, you had these big community barbecues. And all kinds of people turned out for them. It was a wonderful account from a Spanish army officer who, for some reason, was in where was it, New Bern, North Carolina, when they got news of the Treaty of Paris. And he said all kinds of people were there and they're drinking from this common cup. He said the more purely democratic scene is hard to imagine. You know, so, uh, we had that uh, made the transition to great extent to these old timey barbecue restaurants. You're not going to see it if a barbecue sandwich costs twelve dollars. You know. No. No, those places can't make it. I remember talking to Chip Stamey's and he was saying that he was considered, I think, raising the prices maybe a quarter or something or, yeah, or yeah. and people were up in arms. <laughs> it was, it was like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he should get people, should do it so people get used to it. I mean, he told me he's got, his son has his own ideas about uh, what to do. And I suspect it's going to be to go upscale and, uh, and uh, bring in some craft beers. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess I did, but, it, but, that's what I've always loved about barbecue is that it's accessible to everyone. And that I love those places where people are just going for either like the, the pork sandwich or the chopped beef, something for lunch, like something like, so it's that lunch crowd or someone grabbing stuff to bring home. And it was very accessible and everyone could rub shoulders. That's the higher end ones. I, I, I like them, but it's, there's something. Really it's special. Food. Yeah. 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 Keith Allen ran a place called Allen and Son here in Chapel Hill. Mm. Uh, he closed uh, three years ago, three years. But uh, yeah, it was about three years ago. He, he used to put big pitchers of sweet iced tea on the table because uh, he said these guys coming off coming here from work, you know, they're thirsty. They've been working outside all, all oh. night, and he didn't want his waitress to spend all their time refilling tea glasses. <laughs> so he put <laughs> pitchers out there and let them fill their own, you know. And, <laughs> but you know, he he he, he, he talked. Keith's a remarkable guy. He talked knowledgeably about the different kinds of crowds he got at lunch and supper. You know, he he, he knew what was cooking demographically and socially. And the, to 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 that point, why did why did he close down? Was it because of no one was there's no one in the family that I thought he had a son, he did have a he had son a daughter daughter is that what it was? Okay. And, and, oh, he was the he did. It was a one man show as far as the barbecue was concerned, and his wife did the pies. You know, uh, so. Uh, he was up every morning at three o'clock firing up those pits in the afternoon. He was cutting wood, you know, and for the next and laying the fires for the next day, uh, really hard work. And he did it so for, hard. I, don't know, I don't know, 30 odd years. And finally he just said, uh, you know, I've <laughs> saved some money. I don't have to keep doing this, you know, and, uh, he hadn't trained his successor. Keith, uh, very demanding guy. My guess is, uh, anybody that tried to, that's funny. <laughs> I might have had a problem. I, I don't know. But uh, anyhow, one day uh, people just showed up and there was a sign on the door that said, you know, 
basically gone fishing closed and uh, have you gone by the location at all do you know what it's become or it's just it's still there i was surprised to learn that he was renting it because he'd been renting it for 30 some years uh it's standing there empty now and and looking pitiful oh Uh, i'll have to stop by when i finally am able to travel but that's it's uh, that's just a shame and i remember hearing about it and it sounded like it's almost yeah. like a death in the family kind of thing. It was. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of which, uh, my, my wife, uh, Dale's wife and co-author died about three years ago. And after her uh, funeral, we thought we'd have a reception for folks from out of state, you know, and family back at the house. And so I called Keith and I said, could you cater you know, barbecue supper for 35 people and he said sure but he, he said come by after the funeral and before the party so it'll be fresh you know <laughs> he didn't want people eating stale barbecue oh. so my uh, sister went by to pick it up and he wouldn't let her pay you know which was a marvelous what a, gesture, on his what a gesture what a gesture and then he closed about two or three weeks later you know and oh i called, up, called, him, called him up i said keith you know you should have told us you were going to close so we could have a a last meal he said john you had your last meal <laughs> yeah i guess i guess so yeah and i was yeah. gonna say my condolences even though it's been three years it's still i was on my on my notes i was gonna talk can you talk a little bit about her sure um well my wife's name was dale dale volberg reed uh she and i went together in high school so we'd been uh together for 60 years and married for 54 of them she was co-author on holy smoke uh she wrote another book with me. We edited some books together, produced two children, one of whom lives in Austin. <laughs> nice, nice place to visit. The other's, in Oakland. the other's in Oakland where there's a, you know, always been some kind of barbecue scene mm-hmm. and there's a good new place called Horns and across mm-hmm. the bridge is San Francisco where Memphis Minis is, where Bob Cantor's gone. Anyhow, uh, Dale and I, you know, we've been married so long, we finished each other's sentences, but uh, that's a good amount of time to be with someone and to, yeah, yeah. you know, um, I, I have just, how am I getting into this? I've just remarried. I mentioned that my wife and I did this real yeah. trip. Yeah, I, I, I married a, a woman who was actually a friend of my wife's at college. I've known her since 1960. So. <laughs> that's nice. No, and that's uh, that's important that you were able in the, and to travel before before things became <laughs> yeah. untravelable, yeah. <laughs> if that's even a word. Well, that, that, enough about me. Let's talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the book. No, I was just, I was, I just wanted to talk because I know that she was an important part of your life, obviously, yeah, and also did. an important part of the book. And and uh, and she she's contributed with editing and helping. And so I thought one, that was one more story. One more yeah. story because it's it's sweet. She went to Duke, and she was there from class of sixty three. Uh, the my new wife was her sweet mate there. Oh. And uh, my new wife's father visited her and took the girls out to Turnage's barbecue in Durham. Okay. Uh, my wife had never had Carolina barbecue and had very little barbecue at all because we don't really have a barbecue restaurant tradition in East Tennessee. I write about that in the book too. Yes. So this was her first shot at North Carolina barbecue. She loved it, she just loved it. And uh, when I came to visit her, she took me there and I loved it too. So basically, my new wife's father is responsible for my that, wife, my late wife and me. <laughs> how interesting is that? That is, there's some kind of 
I don't know kismet. something. Yeah, so, yeah, kids, yeah, kismet, exactly. And and then because and also too, you were you were born in Tennessee, so it's funny that you have there. And you were you said that uh, I remember reading and I remember talking about the fact that where you were, it was like a wasteland of barbecue. Yeah, it? well, you know, I, I say there's an uh, article. Uh, this book is basically a collection of uh, hello. There we go. Uh, basically, a collection of. It's the greatest cover. What a great essay article. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. I didn't like it uh, when it first came out. Uh, you know, I told the press, that's not right. I don't want a wet nap. On my- <laughs> I, I don't use wet naps. I lick my fingers. Exactly. No, exactly. No, but, it, but, it, but it's, it's clever. But I think it's clever. You, and You like it. A whole lot of other people like it. I'm starting to change my mind. <laughs> I think I saw someone else say something, how they liked it. And I thought, oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, okay. But yeah, no, it's. And that's a tough thing too when you're figuring out your cover of your book. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, East Tennessee. Yes. Uh, in the preface to this book, I really said, "Well, I'm from East Tennessee, and uh, we don't have a real barbecue tradition." Uh, I may have said barbecue wasteland or something. I think like that, that was a. Yeah. <laughs> and Fred Salzman, uh, who wrote a book about the one famous barbecue place in East Tennessee, the mm-hmm. Ridgewood. Fred read this in manuscript, and he said, "You're wrong. There is a barbecue." so so uh, but that you were aware of probably yeah, yeah. well I, I said well maybe i better check this out because fred's written several books about appalachian food and i went and did some research in the newspapers and you know i found that there were community barbecues what happened is they just didn't make the transition to restaurants okay as they did elsewhere so now i think i say something like east tennessee which has no real tradition of barbecue restaurants yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, that's a typical. I've got an essay in here about uh, barbecue in Western North Carolina, which is also the mountains, and also there wasn't much uh, till recently. East Tennessee. Um, it, it, this is an odd, odd book, Kevin. It, it's yeah. Can you explain to people what what exactly it is? Because it's a collection. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I had two previous books. One I wrote with my wife Dale, called Holy Smoke. It, yeah. The big book of North Carolina barbecue. It is a big book, and it's entirely about North Carolina barbecue. Yeah. Uh, then uh, UNC Press, which published this, uh, came to us and said, uh, "How about doing a barbecue cookbook?" And I said yes about as quickly as Dale said no. <laughs> so I wound up writing a cookbook. She te- she ate a lot of stuff I cooked to test it out for the book. So two of those, and all of a sudden I'm talking about barbecue on shows like yours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I looked back at some point and I said, you know, I've been, I wrote an essay back in the early 90s about being a judge at Memphis in May. Uh, I wrote uh, book reviews of books about Kentucky barbecue and Alabama barbecue. Uh, I, I've written some essays about uh, barbecue going upscale uh, and the pros and cons of that. Uh, and I can extract some things from those other two books that, uh, and put all that together. And I've, I've got enough for a this slim volume with a lot of pictures mm-hmm. um, on barbecue. It, it, I think it hangs together pretty well. I tried to go in and eliminate repetition uh, and that sort of thing, but they are freestanding mm-hmm. essays and reviews. And, uh, and that's what's nice about it too is I loved it because I could sit down and read an essay and then go because it's time. Yeah, you don't time have is to so read, don't have to read them in any particular yeah. order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did that too. I went, yeah, I jumped ahead to a couple and then I went back and then yeah, it's that's what's so great about. It. 
Yeah, the first first piece in there is uh, basically a history of barbecue that I lifted from the cookbook. It was basically the introduction to the cookbook. So I, I put it in here. I'm not going to assume that people have read the cookbook or are going to read the cookbook. And, and anyway, I thought it was a good capsule history. The last two pieces in the book are recipes, oddly enough, uh, but weird ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One is a recipe for the sauce, a, a, a facsimile of the sauce that they use at the Ridgewood that I mentioned in Bluff City, Tennessee. And it really is a great Kansas City style sauce mm -hmm. that they've invented there. And uh, I said, it's, you know, what ketchup will taste like in heaven because it's <laughs> yeah, I like that quote. <laughs> wonderfully complex. And uh, I've published that earlier in, in a book somebody was putting together, a community cookbook. And, you know, I, to this day, I have people saying oh i use that recipe that's a great sauce I, yeah I no i have i had it folded page folded to make that yeah. because yeah <laughs> yeah uh the other recipe really weird is a barbecue cocktail uh i have to say uh it it uses east carolina barbecue sauce and peach nectar and uh cane sugar and bourbon <laughs> and Which if you think should. about it the, the, the odd thing there is the barbecue sauce, but East Carolina barbecue sauce, as I said, is vinegar, salt, mm -hmm. red pepper, not much else. What you got is basically a whiskey sour, mm -hmm. except with vinegar instead of lemon juice, uh, with some kick, because it's got that KN in it. And it's it's an oddity, it's a novelty, but it's surprisingly good. I mean, I, I, I make it from time to time. How did, you, how did you come up with that? Was that something well, that you had... I, I stole it basically. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a couple of a couple of kids who I know uh, put together what they call the Southern Shrub for uh, a, a website. Uh, a shrub is a drink with fruit juice and vinegar. Okay. And they added added the whiskey basically and pineapple juice. Now Dale didn't like pineapple juice. Okay. Uh, oh, and, and there's honey, some honey in it. Okay. So I, I started messing around with. She didn't like pineapple juice, so I substituted peach nectar, which is, mm -hmm. you know, pretty even more southern, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, for the honey, I put in uh, cane cane sugar syrup. That's more southern too. Yeah, yeah. So I, those are the basic changes I made. I mean, aside from that, the uh, barbecue sauce and the, and the whiskey are. are, are or their idea i credit them in the book i, I should have done it just now when I... no that's good but but it's is a shrub is that something that you grew up knowing no about? no I, I didn't it, it's an old-fashioned kind of thing i've never even heard of it you know yeah. but, uh, they if you look it up though these you know 19 victorian cookbooks have recipes for shrubs in it and uh, i love that i love that when there's something like that you have never heard about but it's something that a lot of people have been drinking or eating forever i love for a long time. yeah I yeah think they, i think they kind of went out of fashion you know i've no, never, never had fruit juice with vinegar in it but uh, no i don't think i've even there's not a lot of vinegar drink. that maybe that could be the new it's and it also because i i had noticed like ranch water was something that was becoming big uh, oh, from yeah. texas and i had never and i guess ranch water or something is all a lot of people have their own family recipes right. for these ranch water and i've never even heard funny you should you should bring that up i i i, I, I read an essay about what people call creeks okay you know? and this is a regional 
kind of thing, you know, and, and in New England, they're called brooks. And okay. Think okay, unless the real estate developers get into it, talk Meadow Brook or something. <laughs> uh, yes. Normal people don't see something running by and call it a brook in the mm -hmm. South or the West. No, <laughs> not at all. It's a New England thing. You call something a run. That's Northern Virginia and Maryland. Bull Run is, is, is a creek, you know. Uh, uh, run means creek in that part of the world. Uh, in the mountains where I come from, East Tennessee, branch is what you call a creek. So uh -huh. I, I grew up near a town called Fall Branch, which means it has nothing to do with autumn or trees. You know, it's, 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 got, it's got a little waterfall and it's a creek. Oh, that's <laughs> so, fascinating. That's yeah. so so creek is pretty much universal, uh, and you know most people under, understand what brook means, but you know maybe maybe you know I didn't know that branch water is creek water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did not know that. And also, too, do you call it a creek or a creek? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I think that's. Uh, I, I grew up with some people who called it creek. It's. I think that. that that's a country pronunciation. That's yeah, an yeah. urban, urban rural thing. But I almost think like it's almost something like it was made, someone wanted to make, make it funny almost or like this, like their own little inside joke that turned out to have a yeah. bunch of people just, yeah. just adopted way. it or something yeah, because yeah. crick just sounds. And I, and there, yeah, it, there's, there's also too, like within, within, it has nothing to do with barbecue. But when I was, uh, I used to go to North Carolina, I think I mentioned to you twice a year for furniture market at the high point. And mm -hmm. They uh, a lot of people were talking about liver mush too, and that's something oh, yeah. that I had, didn't even I, I still have yet to try it, but I know there are festivals too about with liver mush, right? Liver mush, liver pudding, yeah, that's a Piedmont, North Carolina thing, and that, mm -hmm. it came with the Germans down from Pennsylvania. Oh, that makes sense. I, I make a big deal in one of the essays in this book. Actually, it's uh, Dale did some genealogical research on all the guys that basically invented Piedmont style barbecue, mm -hmm. took it a different direction from Eastern style and people have been fighting about that ever since. They were all of German descent, you know, and what they did was put some ketchup in the vinegar based sauce. It's not a ketchup based sauce, it's still vinegar, mm -hmm. but it's got some ketchup in it to give it some sweetness and some uh, redness and some, excuse the word, umami. Uh, <laughs> yeah that's one of my favorite uh, words yeah and uh, they, what they wound up with what was basically uh, a barbecue version of a traditional german pork dish mm. you know and they started cooking pork shoulders instead of the whole hog and that's a german thing too anyhow there's an essay in here about the german influence and what they brought with them uh, and what they've retained to this day i came here a long time ago this is mostly you know late 1700s so that their families moved down but they kept their religion a lot of lutheran churches out there the piedmont lutheran and reform and they kept some aspects of their uh diet and pork with a sweet sauce a smoked pork with a sweet sauce one of them the difference only difference i can see from what i ate in bavaria one time is uh, got some km in it okay <laughs> And, uh, and 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 I think mo people in the West call that cayenne. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, Who's pronouncing it properly? I, don't, I, I think cayenne is a proper. Yeah, I, I, have, I have no idea. You know? <laughs> There's also a isn't there a Porsche cayenne? Uh, May. Yeah, I think, I think so. There's that. It's expensive car, so I I don't, I don't have one myself. And it's, <laughs> now you got me wondering why I say cayenne. It, it might have to do with spending time in Louisiana. <laughs> it might be, yeah. It's, I, I think that might be. Mm -hmm. 
don't don't overthink it make sure please uh, okay after this interview don't okay <laughs> you're saying it properly it's a it's just like any other i i, I think i mispronounced and i've talked i've talked many times on the show about there's so many cities that you think you're pronouncing properly but everyone in that city pronounces it completely different Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had that happen many yeah. times. Do you, do you think that North Carolina and maybe even South Carolina barbecue hasn't isn't on the national is it isn't is it as is it spoken as much about Texas because Texans are louder? Maybe like it's like a <laughs> I'm not not saying it in a bad way. Just like they're more vocal, they're more and it's it's more. I don't know. It's but something that puzzles me is that I think Texans are prouder of their barbecue. You know. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Texas that's a louder and prouder. Yeah, they do. Texas Monthly has a barbecue editor. You know. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they they cook, as far as I know, universally cook it with wood. I mean, somebody tried to cook barbecue in Texas with gas, they'd probably string him up. Oh, yeah, they would. They would, yeah. Uh, well, they wouldn't visit at all. You know, North Carolina used to have hundreds of these little barbecue restaurants like Keith Allen's. Uh, a lot of them have closed, and a majority of them a majority of them have stopped cooking with wood. They switched to gas, you know, and I basically uh, don't think what they're cooking is barbecue. I think it's roast pork with mm -hmm. <laughs> like Almost like they're using another. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, you come, you come into North Carolina on the interstate, you stop at the Welcome Center, there's a brochure about North Carolina wines. <laughs> there is no brochure about North Carolina. Uh, uh, <laughs> we need to change that. Is there a way yeah, we can change yeah, that? So, Texas, Kansas City, these these guys promote their barbecue. You know, mm -hmm. we're we seem to be content to keep it to ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> to to the detriment of these restaurants, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll talk about wood cooking uh, probably in a minute. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, also, I have to say, North Carolina barbecue may be less accessible than Texas and Kansas City barbecue. I mean, first of all, in Kansas City and Memphis, you've got these sweet red sauce on it you know uh, henry gates somebody in kansas city said his sauce was so good you could put it on cardboard it'd be, be good well yeah you can you know that's the thing you know who knows what's going on under that sauce I mean, yeah. no i question you, that yeah i do yeah yeah uh but i mean it's good sauce don't get me wrong mm -hmm. and I, I eat it happily but uh no Carolinians like texans uh have more respect for the meat i think uh, mm -hmm. Talk about why North Carolina barbecue may be less accessible. Yeah. Um, Vinegar-based sauce, I started to say maybe an acquired taste, but I loved it the first time I tasted it. So did I. Yeah, you know, uh, kind of like cigarettes. I liked the first one I smoked. <laughs> Everyone thereafter, I, I had to quit, but I could still eat barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, quick aside. If if it wasn't bad for you, would you have a cigarette, right? Would you, would you still smoke? I think I would. Yeah. I like my dad. My dad's been passed away. Well, it's really 12, 12 years in October on October 30th. But he had always told me he quit, but he said that he that was his one thing that he would still love to like. He wanted to be in his 80s and start smoking again. That was his yeah, his yeah. goal. Uh, uh, nicotine is a wonder wonder drug, you know. Mm -hmm. If you if you sleep in Logie, it wakes you up. If you're jittery, it calms you down. You know, yeah. whatever's wrong with you, it fixes. <laughs> and also and also it gives you something to do by yourself you can leave like walk out of a bar you can walk out of a party and like, contemplate and smoke and no one's ever like why is he by himself because that's right know. that's right and it gives you time to think you know somebody asks you a question you light a cigarette you <laughs> think about your answer <laughs> definitely that's the, 
And it's funny too, is because I, when I used to go to North Carolina, I used to go more than twice a year, but I would go to, it was during when Los Angeles was shutting down smoking. You know, they, they, they had gotten rid of the, the smoking sections of restaurants and I'd be sitting at a bar eating dinner and there'd be people smoking. And I thought, well, this is such, it was so unusual at the time because it was, oh, yeah. we, and then, then I realized, wait, North Carolina is tobacco country. Like it was, yeah. No, yeah, sure is, or was. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a barbecue restaurant called Short Sugar in, Short Sugar oh. in Reeds, Reedsville, north and west of Greensboro. Uh, it's a classic 1950s drive-in oh, architecture, like architecture, you know. Um, <laughs> that's the last place I've ever seen waitresses standing around smoking. <laughs> this was pretty late in the game, too. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. Is that place still around? Oh yeah, it's open. It's it's Kevin. It's strange the campaign for real barbecue, which we'll talk about. Uh, they don't cook a hundred percent with with wood. Oh, okay. Um, in fact, they do it backwards. I think they start off cooking with gas and finish with wood. You hmm. know, it, it would make more sense. Yeah. As I understand, do the other way around. You know, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> the wood smoke into it, but it's good barbecue. Uh, it's it's it's. Uh, don't get me wrong and we're near Reedsville check them out not just for the architecture so let's talk about true q and it's it's and it's it's true q cue.org right t-r-u-e-c-u-e.org is our website mm -hmm. it's the campaign for real barbecue uh, dan levine a buddy of mine and i started this i guess back in 2013 or something like that when we noticed that wood cooking barbecue restaurants seem to be an endangered species in north carolina yeah. I said a majority of the places that sell what they call barbecue are not cooking it. It's untouched by wood smoke. You, know? you can maybe get some smoke from the fat dripping on the you know? <laughs> but, uh, inadvertent smoke, which is there's a chain called Smithfield Chicken and Barbecue. You know, which is uh, I actually just saw the website three uh, days ago. Somehow, oh, yeah. the, I'm working on a project, and yeah. I was yeah. I saw well, that. You know, it, it's it's a I don't know how many branches they got—a dozen or so, maybe. A lot, yeah. It was a yeah, and some of them are off the interstate. I hate it that people driving down the interstate may stop there and think that's not got a lot of barbecue mm -hmm. because, you know, it's it, they don't cook with wood, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I don't taste any smoke in the meat at all. So, and anyway, Dan yeah. and I no, noticed that most places selling what they call barbecue weren't cooking with wood, and mm -hmm. the ones that were cooking with wood, some of them were converting. Uh, Dino's and uh, where is it, Moxville, uh, changed, you know, after we started, he just got old and tired and got, said, you know, gas is easier, it's more reliable, it's uh, yeah. cheaper. Uh, and sad thing about it is a lot of these places that switched their customers didn't notice, oh. or at least didn't complain. We don't, as a rule, name and shame these places uh, because often they're important in their community. You know, mm -hmm. Uh, where they do attract all kinds of people like we mm -hmm. talked about uh it's where the they got pictures of the high school football team on the wall that kind of that kind of thing so they're serving a valuable purpose and there's still hope for them I mean, a lot of them switch back yeah, <laughs> yeah there's still a chance right <laughs> there's still a chance i know of one one instance of a place that did switch back it changed, oh, wow. it, it changed owners and the pits were still there it had cooked with wood and switched and the, the new owners started using the pits again. It's, it's rare, I have to say. Some of the new places, and I'll say this for them, you know, places like Buxton Hall and Picnic and Durham, 
they're cooking entirely with wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, the young guys uh, understand why that's important. All credit to them for that. Essentially, you're highlighting, it's a, it's a roadmap or it's a, it's, a, it's a list of places that use wood. Yeah, that's 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 what we we give them a certificate and the decal to put on the window. Mm-hmm. Understand, we're not knocking places that cook mm-hmm. with a Southern Pride or Old Hickory. You know, you can cook barbecue. I confess, you can cook barbecue. It's just as good if you <laughs> use use the gas for ignition and temperature yeah. control. We're not knocking them. We're not saying that their barbecue is what we call. There we go. Folk you. <laughs> uh, ah. <laughs> but the, the people we're giving certificates to are the ones that do it the old fashioned way. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of work and they deserve some kind of recognition, I think. It's not just for North Carolina. You've been doing No, we, we now in, operate in uh, Georgia and Kentucky and South Carolina and Virginia. Well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we, we have aspirations. You know, Texas probably doesn't meet us, but uh, mm-hmm. there are other places that could use us. Yeah. Uh, because it's not just North Carolina where you know, propane is a is a threat. Yeah, a threat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you're highlighting it. Yeah, it's, a, all, it's a good guide for people. Yeah, we we also make trouble in various ways. The campaign does. Uh, uh, we put a piece in the Raleigh News and Observer a while back, saying you know people say they don't cook with wood because the county won't let them or the EPA won't let them or the health inspector won't let them. So we we offered a prize to anybody who could provide us with a single instance of a place where there was a regulation or an ordinance that forbade it or the name of somebody who told them they couldn't do it. Oh, interesting. Uh, we've not heard from anybody. Well, we heard from one guy who wanted to tell us that his gas cook barbecue was just as good as wood cooking. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and we heard from some other people who were wood cookers and thanked us for, for uh, recognizing that they were going to a lot of trouble to cook it that way. But we've heard from nobody to claim the prize. It's still out there. Somebody... North ah, Carolina. Okay. Someone's, listen, yeah, someone's listening yeah, to this you, when they you, know you somebody. Write me. You, you can, there's a contact information on the website. You, you got an apron and a hat waiting for you. <laughs> That's funny. That, that reminds me, wasn't there something a long time ago? This is so off topic, but like Yuri Geller, somebody was, somebody was trying to prove that, that uh, psychic ability and that, that, that kind of ability doesn't exist. And he offered a million dollar prize for someone that can prove mm. that psychic or telekinesis. Or, right, I, I was. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're, we're, there's a lot of, in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, no. <laughs> I, I always get off top of it. But it's, <laughs> there's uh, the story of the challenge. There's also the story of uh, the Wellington barbecue, which uh, uh, <laughs> we've been agitating as much as we can agitate. Uh, to get a new holiday in North Carolina, we need another holiday. Uh, in Wilmington, eight years before the Boston Tea Party, the royal governor was trying to, he, the locals were upset about the Stamp Act. You know, they were, so the local governor trying to win the favor of the New Hanover militia through a big barbecue, a roasted ox, by the way, it wasn't a pig, uh, roasted ox and beer. And the New Hanover, the Sons of Liberty came and threw the ox in the river and poured out all the beer. <laughs> they were having none of it. Exactly. So, you know, everybody here is about the Boston Tea oh, Party. Yeah. You know, uh, it got a bunch of guys dressed up like Indians to go throw tea in the harbor. Uh, yeah, this was this was earlier yeah. and more dramatic. I mean, it involved a standoff with the Royal Navy, and one guy wound up. Uh, killing himself by disemboweling himself it's, it's a long story anyway it's in here yeah it's in there yeah and it, and that's what this book it's it gets deeper into story and it 
and 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 your passion is research and your passion is the history and it shows that's what that's what i love about this it's different than it's the, like you said there's a couple recipes in the back but it's it's chock full of knowledge like this you're <laughs> going to like i just i you feel smarter if, if you're passionate about barbecue passionate about food passionate about the south passionate about this is a great companion and i feel like it's a perfect it's perfect for flights it's perfect for trips because you can delve into it and then do something and then come back it's put, not put, put it in put it in your bathroom mm -hmm. perfect for bathrooms yes <laughs> hey you know thank, thank, thank you for that kevin i i really appreciate that 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 tribute. i i am i should say for the record a retired professor yeah. <laughs> so, well no uh, and it shows and it shows what what your passion where your passions lie and i've i've watched a lot of your interviews and and I, and I don't know all the proper terms. It's Professor Emeritus. What is it? What exactly? I apologize. Yeah, for that just, that just means retired, you know. It's retired, just, yeah. It's a hoity-toity way of, in Latin way of saying. Because yeah. I've heard the term so many times that I'm like, yeah. I, I just assumed I knew it. And then after, no, I, I, mean, I think I heard maybe uh, Robert Moss mentioned that once. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it just means retired. Okay, okay. Well, you're <laughs> retired. I'm not drawing a paycheck anymore. So what do you, so... What are your plans then now for the future? Are you going, are you looking, are you working on another project right now? Kevin, uh, my last four books, every one of them, I said, this is my last, I don't, I don't Of course. <laughs> and then something comes up that's really too good to pass up. So I, 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 I violate my, my <laughs> oath. But um, so far, nothing's on the horizon that mm -hmm. really speaks to me. If something comes up, I'll, I'll do it if I can. Uh, but I, I don't feel bad about actually retiring. Yeah. But what about it? What about some barbecue runs? Are there some things that are there some places that you're looking to visit that you haven't visited yet in North Carolina? Uh, in North Carolina, not so much. I've pretty well got around the state, but there are plenty of places outside North Carolina I'd like to get to. Uh, I, I've been to a lot of them. Had a nice tour of Kentucky one time. Oh, that sounds fun. Uh, you know, Alabama. But uh, I guess I been to most of the southern states i have been to most of the southern states yeah. and eaten their barbecue there's more to do i go on a rant in this book about uh what i call the international house of barbecue model <laughs> I remember. places that you know serve every different kind of meat and nine or ten sauces and they mix and match the customer's always right uh something for everybody and no there's no there there there's no, you, you know i agree it, it, you don't know where you are by eating the barbecue because you're everywhere you know, mm -hmm. or, or nowhere you know yeah <laughs> and, like the cheesecake uh, factory or something that's right no it's fine for people who come from nowhere but you know <laughs> but it's but it's important too that's why like i go to a restaurant that you don't want that you don't want to go to a restaurant that's like chinese japanese and then also greek or something it's like well exactly, exactly. <laughs> there are places yeah. like in los angeles I, i'll see a sign and i'm like there's three three or four different regions yeah, in the no. world some fusion makes sense, but yeah. <laughs> others not at all. Yeah. Now, it's, I, I like Sam Jones's attitude in his old place, and it's you know he, he still I think believes it in his heart, although he's in the business to make money and not to yeah. make me happy. Uh, at, at the Skylight Inn in Aden, the original Jones family place, uh, we interviewed Sam in the book Holy Smoke. Uh, I think it was in that interview. Anyway, somewhere, sometime. He said, when you come here, it's not what you want, it's how much of it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. They, they do their barbecue their way. And if you want something else, go somewhere else. And the menus are simple. It's not something where 
<clears throat> it's simple in oh. that like there's there's not many there's not 600 options it's like, yeah no uh, well skyline in hayden it's a classic uh, <laughs> i, I want to visit them so you, bad. you couldn't get simpler than they used to be i mean they had barbecue they had a really good coleslaw and they had corn pone not in old-fashioned corn pone you don't get more old school than that that's, that's so old <laughs> cornbread salt water and lard that's all there is to it uh but they didn't even have didn't even have iced tea till they started putting it in cans because they, they had a machine you get your drinks from that's changed now they, that's yeah. their, they've also started cooking chicken just because you know people come with their friends and some people yeah. don't pork so uh, but uh no it, it's still a very simple menu down the road uh in greenville is uh, uh excuse me Aiden is uh, jones family's cousin uh bombs uh bombs oh, that's i didn't i didn't realize connection okay yeah uh it's a it's a meat and three restaurant you know i've got everything i've put a full menu but they do really good barbecue too they're less celebrated than they do they, they do good barbecue too they're less celebrated than the jones family and for one thing their their restaurant doesn't have a capital dome on top of it yeah exactly uh, <laughs> skylight in somebody called it the capital of world capital of barbecue or something like pete jones said oh where the capital put a dome on the building <laughs> oh is that why <laughs> google it you'll see it it's weird looking yeah yeah anyway, no, I, I, i'll put a photo below yeah it's <laughs> bums cooks really good barbecue okay. and uh, uh also great collards you know <laughs> it's a it's a good place you need to spend some time in Aiden so you can sample all the good places yeah yeah have, have you been to scott's original location in uh rodney scott's is like, oh hemingway yes i have i was because uh, i was just i'll interrupt i was talking to someone and they said that they went and they loved it but they said that it was really spicy it was really oh, yeah. okay no i I've been there three times. The first time we drove up from Charleston and it was closed. They only opened Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we <laughs> Tuesday or something. We should have called them yet. So that's a long way to, we drove a long way to be disappointed. Oh, that's, uh, I hate that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they don't serve even coleslaw by the way. They're a barbecue place. That's pretty much it. But yes, <laughs> there's a picture. Where did I see it? I'm sure you can see it on, on online. They, they cook whole hogs. They've got something like eight pits out there and they're mm -hmm. cooking a lot of hogs they mop it with a mop they've got this big vat of barbecue sauce and a mop they mop it while it's cooking i made the mistake the first time i went of asking for extra sauce it was a mistake because that's the hottest <laughs> sauce i've ever run into that's what they that's what they said they, they, they said that like little kids outside eating it and they're like wait no, no, what's on it is just fine you know <laughs> okay that's good that's a good see, that's a good tip yeah uh, and if you want slaw, you got to bring your own. We we stopped at KFC and got our own slaw. <laughs> so they still to this day do not have. No, they don't. Uh, now Rodney Scott, he's going big time. You know, yeah. and I, I, I gather there's some estrangement between him and his family. I don't know the story. But, I'm thinking uh, he, the same thing. He, yeah, he's got his place in Charleston, which is apparently a great success. He's opening one now in Birmingham, I think. I, it might have just opened, I think, recently. Uh -huh. I think, yeah, I think because I, I remember reading about it and it was because of the pandemic. I know it was delayed. But. Uh -huh. Well, uh, as I understand it, he, he's in partnership with uh, uh, Nick Prihakis and Jim and Nick from Nick and Jim's. Uh, mm -hmm. So he's, he's got he's got some backing for uh, expansion. 
And there's and, also, I think, uh, isn't there a writer that's behind them too? Like or a, a food writer from the South? I think I thought there was somebody else that was maybe partner. I don't know. This, this is all gossip, but I'm. I'm yeah, not, I know. I'm not big in like. Uh, yeah, it's, no, no, I, I, it's hearsay. I, Whatever anybody's heard here, no, we don't it, know. <laughs> stuff comes to me late because I'm sort of out of it these days. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, uh, you know, in a way, I'm sorry to hear that Rodney's opening a place in Birmingham because you know I'm going on about local, local mm -hmm. styles, local traditions, but. You know, he's such a nice guy. God bless him. I hope he makes a big success. Yeah. I don't know anybody that has a, a wider smile. When I when I was speaking yeah. with him, he was he was in his truck with his like his phone and on his steering wheel, and his, his smile was is infectious, and and his his attitude is is infectious, and you you want success. And his, but his it, barbecue is great. Yeah, yeah, and he's also pretty darn good at barbecue. Yeah. Your book is available. Would you recommend going to your local bookstore and asking them for it? You can get it online at Amazon. Right. Well, it's like barbecue places, you know. I, I think local bookstores so should be supported. Mm -hmm. um, it is available from Amazon or directly from the University of Tennessee Press. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you have a local bookstore. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to ask them to, then they can, all those local hear. bookstores can call and get it in. Like that's sort of email. I don't know who knows how they do it, but order yeah, now, it. I, I have to say, and the press will shoot me when they hear me say it, I, I think it's kind of overpriced, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> if. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think that was how much. Did I, honestly, I didn't even. When it, when it comes I, to a book, I I really want. I don't. Okay. Even. <laughs> well, I, 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 anybody who buys it, I hope they enjoy it. If they they want to email, they they can do that. Go to my website. There's a contact thing, mm -hmm. and I will send them a, a signed book plate to stick in the front. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well, that's good to know. And it's the pictures in it. Are, it it's I think it's worth the price. It's your effort. People's effort should be. You know, there should be. Uh, some sort of value for that and i think that it i don't i think it's worth the value that I've, I've bought so many barbecue books that i haven't read because i've started to read them and it just either was, was there's too much in it that didn't resonate with me or it was something that i had already and i and some of these things i had already read from you but it was so many years ago and it was nice to get it all in one place. And I just, I, I really love it. And I'm sorry that it's taken us so long to speak because oh. I really wanted to promote it. And we, and who knows, this is holiday season. And I'm, and I'm working on a, and people are actually reading my blog. So I'm, I'm, I'm which is just wonderful. They, I'm maybe one of the few people that are still blogging about barbecue, <laughs> but they've all gotten too tired. But uh, yeah. this, uh, I, I'm going to talk, have a barbecue, I'm going to have a book guide, uh, um, a gift guide, a book yeah. gift guide for for Christmas, holidays, Hanukkah, suitable, suitable for Christmas giving. Yes. Yes. So it's it's perfect. For, it's perfect for for that, and it's for it's for, for someone too. Like if you're kind of, I hate to say the word nerdy, but and which I am about barbecue, it's wonderful because you there's a lot of insight, and you put a lot of time into this. And Dale, you guys are just there's a lot. There was a lot in there. So I thank you, yeah, thank you for your what you do. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin. Writing about barbecue is more fun than anything else I agree. I've, I agree. I've worked on you know I, I otherwise I wouldn't do it because I'm retired I don't mm -hmm. have yes definitely <laughs> but thank you thank you thank you for what you do and then I'll put links below to trueq.org and also put links to all the different ways you could purchase this and some of the things we've referred to I'll put links to that too below Kevin thanks thank you for what you do and thanks for having me on I appreciate it oh thank you very much